AI will take center stage in human evolution. Find out how in today's episode. There's a point in your life when you realize that the people you once looked up to just aren't as perfect as you imagined them to be. We're now struggling to handle that realization with our own intelligence. In a world where a moon launch, once the pinnacle of human achievement, can now be handled by a fraction of the computing power found on your smartphone, we can't help but wonder about where we're headed in the future, a future where humans may not even be relevant anymore. But don't take my word for it. Elon Musk even made a documentary on it. And it's one of the reasons why he got involved with Neuralink. The future isn't here yet, though, and there's still time for us as a civilization to find ways to keep ourselves relevant, particularly in regards to our cognitive relevance, which is what got us here in the first place. Humans have taken a long journey, both through time and space, well, mostly on Earth, but recently outside its orbit as well. We emerged first in Africa and subsequently migrated to every inch of land. So we have, as a species, achieved many milestones to slowly progress towards the eventual dominance of the planet we have today. Human 1.0 marks our emergence as a species, Homo sapiens. Our ability to reproduce fire helped improve our cognitive capacity, which in turn gave us an edge to become an otherwise weak animal. Human 2.0 marked a separate milestone, civilization, through the reproduction of energy, i.e. agriculture. It was at this turning point that we could shift focus on collectively creating an entity called community. Finally, Human 3.0 marks another milestone that we are witnessing the beginnings of today, our ability to reproduce intelligence. Much like we used fire and agriculture to help usher us into the previous stages of humanity, I believe that artificial intelligence will be the tool we use in the future to birth Human 3.0. Human 1.0 marks the emergence of Homo sapiens, the species that we still are today. Currently, the emergence is estimated to have occurred around 300,000 years ago. It happened not soon after we domesticated fire, around 300 to 400,000 years ago. Which, to be fair, archaeologists argue that fire domestication could date as far back as 1.5 million years ago, but the 300 to 400,000 range is the most widely accepted. This isn't just a coincidence. One theory points to fire as a catalyst, figuratively, not literally, to the development of modern human brains. When I was young, I remember my dad used to eat a lot. My mother would joke that he remained skinny because he used his brain so much. Thinking back, there's some truth behind it. The human brain is estimated to consume around 20% of the body's total energy just in order to function. By cooking with fire, food becomes more easily digestible for us, which does two things. First, it reduces the amount of energy needed in digestion. And second, it allows us to consume more calories and absorb more nutrients for the development of our brains. The exact impact that fire made on the evolution of our intelligence is still debated, but it's undeniable that it has aided in powering our brains. Human 1.0 was nomadic. While it had noticeably higher intelligence than its great ape counterparts, it also relied heavily on its physical strength and endurance for survival. Without a home to return to due to lack of civilization, Human 1.0 relied heavily on peer cooperation for survival. 
In his book, Sapiens, Yuval Harari goes into great detail on the life of our ancestors. Human 2.0 arrived with the emergence of agriculture. Previously, it had been thought that humans invented agriculture approximately 10,000 years ago. This was right around the time that the most recent ice age ended, which was around 11,700 years ago. In 2015, though, scientists found evidence that dated agriculture back to 23,000 years ago, which meant the practice began during, not after, the last ice age. At this point, humans around the world independently started domesticating plants and animals. Or as you've all would argue, plants and animals around the world started domesticating humans. On the evolutionary timeline, agriculture emerged right after the first modern human brain started popping up, around 35,000 years ago. This period of transition from a hunter-gatherer lifestyle into one of cultivation also marked a transition into human 2.0. In a manner, agriculture leashed humans to their land, resulting in more complex communities. Before this, in the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, humans were nomadic. They traveled around in search of food and did not really have a place to call home. Agriculture transformed us into sedentary mammals. The milestone at this time marks a turning point with the birth of civilization. What began as a process to aid in our species' survival evolved into what we see today as modern society, something that arguably is a living creature itself, of which humans have become the cells. Now, we have many civilizations that we are a part of called businesses, which can be legally considered entities that are taxable and liable for lawsuits just like humans. With the emergence and continued growth of civilization, the value of an individual human life gets put into question more and more. Human 3.0 is a human whose intelligence is supplemented or augmented by technology, either directly or indirectly. There are several ways to achieve this, but AI will inevitably be involved in each of those ways to some degree. One might be tempted to argue that Human 3.0 is already here, and it came with the emergence of technologies such as the iPhone and IoT, where every device we're connected to gives us actionable information about ourselves and assists us in our daily lives. Those items, though, are only tools. Just as fire paved the way for modern-day humans and agriculture ushered in civilization, the tool of AI will be applied to scale human intelligence on a genetic or augmented level. The AI accomplishments we have to date are quite phenomenal compared to the alternative tools we use, especially when it comes to automation. For example, with facial recognition, AI can sort through hours or days of security footage to find a missing child. Before tools like this, a physical human would have to sit there and look through all the footage by themselves. That being said, AI is still in its infancy, and to apply it to more industries and use cases, we need data, massive amounts and the right kind. Kai-Fu Lee talks about this extensively in his book, AI Superpowers, so you can take a closer look if you want to and get into more detail. The industrial use cases we have today are impressive, and the R&D around future use cases like autonomous driving is even more impressive. But for AI to be applied to certain use cases, it'll need to wait for the data and our understandings of the subjects to catch up. Depending on the type of approach we take to achieve Human 3.0, AI will need different technologies to catch up. The first strategy to achieve Human 3.0 has caught massive press attention lately 
Neuralink is Elon Musk's latest brainchild and wants to develop a brain chip that can assist its users in thinking and controlling things with the help of AI. Whether it's Neuralink or another brain chip device manufacturer in the future, the results are still imaginable. For the first time in human history, all the tools that we've built will become a direct extension of us. Interacting with the world around us may no longer require us to even lift a finger. If human 2.0 became sedentary, then human 3.0 is at risk of becoming sedentary 2.0. While interacting with the objects around us may no longer require lifting a finger, interacting with the people around us may no longer require us to even open our mouths. The brain chip devices can communicate with each other. After the brain chip reads our thought, it can transmit that message to someone else faster than we could even speak it aloud. Human 3.0 through DNA manipulation. We already explored how ancestral viruses that found their way into the human genome manipulated the way our nerves communicate. We also looked at genetic mutations that occurred natively within the human genome, which altered the number of neurons generated by stem cells, thereby increasing our intelligence. Manipulation of the human genome in the past has led to increases in our cognitive abilities, and there is no evidence that we've hit the genetic intelligence ceiling. Once we have a greater understanding of the human genome, particularly the segments of genes that most directly impact intelligence, we can train AI algorithms to run simulations and help us discover additional possible mutations to further develop the human brain. A combination Human 3.0 Cyborg. A combination is likely as the scientific communities are working in parallel to make independent advancements in technology within their respective fields. This possibility opens doors for even more options in what Human 3.0 looks like. For example, currently, using Neuralink, a chip and its electrodes must be installed robotically underneath the skull. This is an invasive procedure, but required to work because the electrodes which capture the electrical signals emitted as a result of the neurons communicating with each other need to be close enough to detect the weak signals. With genetic manipulation, we could potentially increase the radius of this signal, allowing for it to be detectable by electrodes without even entering the brain. While it sounds simple to imagine, whichever path we take to create Human 3.0, will inevitably be riddled not only with technological barriers that we must solve, but also with ethical dilemmas that we must answer for. While we wait for the technology to catch up, or first make it ourselves, ethical questions and how we can develop it most responsibly can be tackled in the short term. Companies like Neuralink are already in the process of making the technology happen. So now's the time to be thinking about how humanity can ethically and safely welcome Human 3.0. Hey everyone, just wanted to say that if you like learning about AI or intelligence, follow me on my podcast, available on SoundCloud and Spotify. If you enjoyed what you just learned, show some love by sharing. And if you have any questions, you can ask me through Worth It. It's linked on my profile.